Hi, and welcome to the Queer Romance Readers Discord server. Uh, today, um, us mods are going to be talking about what books we have read recently, and we're going to try and convince each other on which book to read. And we're going to have a little vote at the end and see who the winner is. So I'm Ella, and I'm joined by... I'm Alicia. And I'm Lynn. So we're going to go in alphabetical order. So that means I go first. So this past month, I've um, read quite. A, I've read been a very good reading spree. I've read quite a lot of BDSM books. Um, but the book I want to talk about today is "Last Night at the Telegraph Club" by Melinda Lowe. Um, okay, so context: uh, Melinda Lowe was the first kind of queer author I'd ever read. If you've ever heard of their book Ash, um, that is a sapphic retelling of Cinderella. Like the first queer book I'd ever read. It's amazing. You should all go read that if you like Cinderella. It's brilliant. Then when I heard that she was doing a new book, I just I had to read it. And this one is set in 1950s, so it is very different from her um, previous uh, fantasy books. And it's following a Asian American girl in the 50s um, in San Francisco. And it's during a time in which she's kind of growing to learn her sexuality and um, falling in love with a classmate and exploring these lesbian butch bars in San Francisco as well. And that was my favourite part of the book was her going to these clubs because um, a really prominent figure is this Tommy character who is a performer at these clubs and she dresses in these really immaculate suits and uh performs on stage and does a lot of singing and um she is just there's a really brilliant quite tense scene between tommy and oh this is bad i've forgotten lily yeah the main character is called lily uh when she goes to um a party at tommy's flat that is i think one of my favorite scenes and i also like this is quite um an interesting one in that I was reading a lot of things um, on the topic of Operation Paperclip, which if you've never heard of that, it's basically a time in which the um, US government took a load of Nazi scientists over and had them working in NASA to help them, you know, win the space race. And they said they wouldn't like get any ardent Nazis over, but then they were like very loose about what their definition of an actual ardent Nazi is. And um, before reading this book, I'd actually listened to a podcast about it on Stuff You Missed in History Class, which was really good, and also read another book in which uh, Van Von Brown was a central character, and he is he is mentioned in the book, and he is someone that Lily's aunt is working with um, at NASA. And he, yeah, he was a Nazi scientist. He worked um on the v2 rocket which is actually a rocket that killed more people in making it than it ever did when it was actually used i'm not sure if it was ever used as a weapon um a bit further in the details but the way they made it is that they used slave labor to and uh, dig out all the mines and it was super horrific conditions um so you kind of got that balance of because it is really about kind of her struggles with being a chinese american during this time of very big kind of anti-Asian hostility and sentiment. Uh, and that was, it was really fascinating to read. And there was also, because um, there's a Chinese scientist that they mention 
who was really integral, I think, in working on the atomic bomb, but he he was super helpful during the war. But then he was kind of after that place under house arrest and eventually deported back to China because of his communist sentiments about the fact that he was so integral during the war effort. And that's why you should, you should read it. It's yeah, if you like 1950s, it's a really great kind of historical book and also a really cute sapphic relationship. It's like a fascinating read. Ooh. I'm I'm tempted. <laughs> I hope I've done it justice, but no, Melinda Lowe, she is if you've not read her and you like sapphic books, you definitely need to read her. And she's kind of very, I looked on her website and she's very adamant in promoting uh, queer stories, mostly kind of sapphic ones, especially ones with Asian characters as well. That's wonderful. I've never read her books. I need to check them out. She's brilliant. I love her. So, I mean, her Cinderella one is, it was the first one that I read. Um, and it's a, it's, a, a, it's a darker Cinderella tape with like the fae. Um, coming into it as well and i can't resist me some evil fae and i love fairy tale retellings so. honestly i think it's one of my favorite cinderella ones i mean ella enchanted is also a favorite mostly because my name's ella so how can i resist <laughs> Ella enchanted i watched that movie so many times okay now i have i have beast with the movie in that okay, it's a fun movie, but if you read the book, the book is so good. And then the movie is one of the worst adaptations I've ever had the misfortune of watching. No, I don't want to ruin the movie for myself. It's one thing you just got it. They're two very different stories, and I think Ella Enchanted is a is a better one, but then Ella Enchanted the movie is it's more fun and also very ridiculous. Whereas the book is more because I well, also Ellis is a more interesting character in that, like, she's super talented, she can speak multiple different languages, she's able to like harness the ogre's powers by like mimicking their language. Anyway, off topic, <laughs> <laughs> the book is better, <laughs> but the book doesn't have Anne Hathaway. <laughs> you can just imagine it. I mean, the book never has Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Okay, so a book I wanted to try to convince you guys to read is It's Made to Order by Bridgham Vaughn. And it's the third book in the Naughty and Pendleton series. And I think I convinced you, you read and um, you read Date in a Pinch and you thought it was too fluffy, but when you're in a fluffy mood, you should continue the series and read this one. So, um, Made to Order came out in on July 9th this year, 2021, and it's a light BDSM book between, and the relationship is this enemies to lovers to friends. There's bisexual awakening because it's between this, I think he, the chef is gay, and then there's the soldier who thinks he was straight, except he used to get hand jobs during the military. And now he works as a bartender. 
So it's this just it's a really fluffy read, but there's also aspects of PTSD as a trigger warning. Um, because it involves this side character who's struggling with his um military experiences and the trauma that came from it and he's also struggling with alcoholism because he's he's unable to get therapy because it's not covered by his VA insurance. Um yeah, this is all of the side character. But the main relationship it's very fluffy. There's the kink is really nice. Um yeah, there's CBT, which I like. Other stuff that I like. You should read it if you want a nice kink read. Also, it's so twisted that an insurance, you know, for a soldier, a specific soldier insurance, wouldn't cover therapy. Yeah, it's welcome to the US. Oh, <laughs> uh, that. But yeah, I, I read the first one and I, I love the kink. The, like, I read it for the kink, but it was basically when it moved on to anything that wasn't kink. I just, I couldn't, I've been, not been in a good mood and I couldn't take all these happy people. Yeah, you, you need to wait, wait until you're in a better mood and then read it. <laughs> you know, because it's like, I feel like I haven't read that much BDSM and I just, I really love the, the kink and also how, you know, there's sex involved, but there's so much weight placed on because mostly in the first one, it's a lot of use of kind of um, floggers and kind of being hit and spanked. And I, I thought I was already into that. Um, but then reading this book, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this, is, this is actually doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're just uh, no kink shaming because you're just one book away from that kink that becomes your thing. <laughs> I love that. So whenever I'm in a kinky mood, I need to series out. I've been mainly just reading so much BDSM this month and last month, and like just my entire life. <laughs> I've been reading the um the I think Eleanor Cause the wine and song series because that's after the bdsm series and that's one i feel like i enjoyed that more just because they're very messy characters and there's a lot of angst and i could just revel in them being kind of messy and like trying to figure things out yes i adore that series another one that oh wait i'm only supposed to talk about one and we'll get right. We'll vote on the the first one you mentioned, but you can you can mention others. The, that's the official one because because I think you've both already read this one. It's Two Steps Back by Lynn Gala. I reread it recently. Yes, I read that one, so you don't need to convince me. <laughs> yeah, I I, that one. the kink in that one is also so good. It was quite funny because I read that one and then immediately after I was reading the audiobook for um, a previous spotlight we've done, uh, the Gregory Ash one, Same Breath, I believe. Uh-huh. And it yeah. was like, yeah. a coincidence, like, oh, I'm reading about two, like, gay Mormon men. Yeah, I don't, I like the way the Mormonism was done in the same breath. It was, like, I don't know, I think they could... That book in Two Steps Back had two very different takes on Mormonism. 
Yeah, I feel like it was a more kind of sympathetic. Yeah. I, I feel like it, you know, it's two steps back. I didn't mind it, but, you know, the, the parents were like out and out just annoying and horrible. Whereas, you know, because the main character in Same Breath, his name, Trench, is it? It's it's like Tia Kong. Tia. Tia Kong. Teen. 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 Yeah, that's the one. It's still like quite sad that because his family has disowned him. But then you know that he had like a lot of love for them and they were quite kind. It's just. Yeah, you have to keep reading. Like the family shows up in, I think, book two of that series and it, it addresses some issues they have with his sexuality but i think it was done really well that's what because in two steps back there yeah there's a bit where the family come down and they're just uh, like demonic ah uh, they are and like what the most annoying part was honestly when he like phoned up his sister to be like hey my like brothers just come down here uh just like you know like he hasn't disappeared this is where he is and then the sister's like oh don't like try to bring him down your path and corrupting him and you're just like fuck off he's just helping yeah, so, was like, how are you <laughs> what have you been up to brother yeah and it was like the whole homosexual agenda thing um, um, yeah. <laughs> the gay mafia <laughs> I need to read that book by Greg it's really good. Okay, I I always say that teen is like my self insert by another author. Yeah, teen is like I just love the really morbid. Facts yeah, he is. He's so morbid, and he's full of these facts about just how terrible the world is. And he's like, I love him. He's great. And there's that whale who like his frequency isn't on the other frequency of the other whale, so he can't talk to any other whale. And he's all alone. Poor whale. There's also this really great line in the book where um oh what's his name? The love interest. I only remember Teen's name. Oh my god, I can't. I oh. really just read that book. It's um I like I did the interview with Gregory Ash. I should know this gem. It's gem. So okay. Yeah, so um, when there's one point when Jem is like, how can you not find me attractive? And then Teen says, well, you're covered in about a thousand different species of bacteria, so you're definitely not attractive at all. And I just, I, I was like, that's me. He is me. <laughs> oh my God, that cracks me up. There are so many great lines in those books. You have to read it when. I do. I really do. And the audiobook, because the main reason why I got it was I was just, like, listening to all these different audiobook samples, and then the narrator was, like, just so good, like, so smooth and just so heavenly that I was like, I don't even care about the story. I'll just listen to it for him, his voice. So, this is targeted towards Ella, because Alicia has already read this book, and it's called Bonds of Brass. It's the first book in the Blood Rite trilogy by Emily Stretsky, and it's the story of these two guys, Etienne and Gal, who meet 
in uh, this uh, space uh, type military academy. They become best friends. They uh, develop feelings for each other. And then, bam, plot happens. We find out that Gal is the heir of an empire. So they go on the run, there's uh, battles, there's treachery, there's conspiracy, and, and of course there's romance. It's a very exciting book. Rachel is also on my side, so I intend to convert all the QRR mods into fans. Okay, in all fairness, I do have the book. I have bought it. I ordered it from work. <laughs> and it if anyone wants to know, if you're in the UK and you want to order it from Waterstones, it came quite quickly. That's fun. And it's a beautiful cover as well. And it, so he, he finds out that he's an heir to an empire, like, suddenly, out of the blue. Oh, no. So his friend finds out, but the guy knows. It's been a secret. So. Mm. I'm going to interrupt here and say, no, no, you shouldn't read this, at least until September, because book one ends in a freaking cliffhanger, and I've had to wait, like, <laughs> a year and a half now. I read it in May of 2020, so, like, so, like almost a year and a half for book two, so you should wait until September when book two comes out, and then you can read both of them at the same time. Oh, okay, that is, that is very true. It's an exciting cliffhanger, though. I hate cliffhangers. They leave me like I need aftercare. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good with cliffhangers. I mean, I was able to to take the Ambelo one. I forgot that. That I think that's been the most painful cliffhanger. It ends at this dramatic points and the last line it just kills me. I loved it so much. I don't need to read more sci-fi books. And I have I have been looking at it. Oh, I feel like this is unfair because I <laughs> when do we want to do the vote? Making your next book. Okay, if we okay, I feel like I'm going to start off the vote. Um as my okay, I did like the kink in pinch of pinch the, Day in a pinch. Yeah, day in a pinch. But I feel like I need to hold off reading the rest of the series until I don't have a frustrating time of life. And maybe I can, whilst waiting for that to happen, I can read Bonds of Press. I think I'm going to vote for Wayne. Win. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel very accomplished. <laughs> Join me in my love for Bonds of Brass. I also need to wait to get a KU subscription in order to read the date one as well. I, can't, I need to. I need an offer. Alicia, do you want to? Uh, well, since I've already. So the thing is, I've already read Bonds of Brass. But I don't read anything set in the time period between like 1930 to 1980. But it's all about lesbian bars. You get like I don't read anything set between 1930 to 1980. That's two recent events for me. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to abstain. 
what I want to read the most is actually Ash, the Cinderella retelling. Okay? You got to be so curious. <laughs> okay, so I guess by technicality, you win. <laughs> yeah, technically. 